this week we're joined by Tom Crowdy from Carl Rugby Club and James Blanfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club. Johnny Tobin is off doing rugby again. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we'll wait for him. Hopefully he'll be back next week to chat to us. He's, he's up in Carlton House, I think, is he, with the Irish team? I, I, I think, I think he's messing with us, yeah. I think he's up doing stuff like that and he's just right. pretending he's busy right. with other stuff. Um, lads, you're all back in action this weekend. The weekend off last weekend, the women were out all right. I suppose we'll start with the women, actually. Um, Kilkenny, was it against uh, Pres- uh, De La Salle, Palmerston? Yeah. yeah, on that. How'd that go, James? It went well, in fairness to them. Like they're, they're probably the results... Like they had a, a really good result against a much stronger um, Talis side two weeks ago. And they were probably, for speaking to Mags, they were probably going up to Denisal in hope more than anything. And they, they, they turned out it was a 35 points to five win. And um, the, 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 the core of the team is coming from last year's under 18 girls team, which is brilliant. And um, they're just they're, they're just performing and they're playing with no pressure. They're just going out and playing their rugby. They're enjoying it, and probably the pace of the game. And I think they're down in Division Four, Division Five this year. The pace now is probably suiting them to make the transition from under 18s through. Now there's a couple of season campaigners there as well. Tina Wright, um, who's normally a hooker or back row, she's playing scrum half at the moment. She can give it a little bit of stability there from them. Another girl, Rosie Miller, in the back row. She's from Scotland, but she's gone out with a local lad here, Rob Kelly, who played first for us for a few seasons. So, John, it's great to see the women, and it's great to see that they have momentum. Like one win, they one win under their belt against Tolo or against against Tala, another win under their belt now. They're top of the league. So, you know, fingers crossed that they can keep that momentum going now and keep the interest in it and try and get promoted up to Division 4 and play a higher standard of rugby next year. And it's just all good. The foundations have been put in place now at the moment, so it's brilliant to see. Like, and it's, it's, it's a lot of hard work done by a lot of underage coaches over the last few years, and that's where it starts. So we're, we're, we're optimistic and we're hopeful that the girls can just stay going now and maintain, um, maintain that momentum. Yeah, I've told James they played really, really well. One of the parents, and the Carlo parents, went up to the office playing, and... Uh, just said it was uh, it was some game, but the mm. abuse, the abuse that they were getting and the ref was getting from the Dallas. I think there was only three, three supporters, Kilkenny supporters there, and the rest were Dallas. I said it was absolutely shocking. Yeah. So I said it was. It's just great that the girls turned around and bet them, bet them off the park by all kinds of. <laughs> That's it, you know. And there's a, there's a girl playing number eight. Um, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce her first name, but Lecky Hoban is her name. Apparently, this girl is class. She, she got the under-18 girls player of the year last year. But by all accounts, from what I'm seeing, from what I'm hearing, she is just brilliant, brilliant rugby player. Cool. And I think Willie Brennan's daughter is, is also in the mix now. She's still under-18. Um, Mary Broderick and Willie's daughter, I can't remember her first name, but um, she's, she was on the, the South East squad there, Leinster squad, for whatever reason. She's, I, oh, she got split open last week playing under-18s. But she's another girl to keep an eye on as well going forward. So look at it; it's great that that. that, that, that well, if just... she's a daughter, if she's a daughter, Willie, she'd be hard out and stubborn as a mule. So yeah, yeah, and she is. I I played tag rugby with her over the summer. Brilliant. And I agree. She's uh, she's she's brilliant. 
Excellent, excellent. That's great. That's good stuff. Um, lads, these are all back in action. James, I suppose, to begin with you because you're out on the Saturday games. Oh. Uh, three losses the last time out for the three senior men or the J1s teams, but uh, you've C pointed home this weekend, oh. important match as well, just to get that bit of a momentum back in there. Mm, yeah, important match. I said a few weeks ago, like C point and Monkstown seem to be a runaway team, so it's probably unfortunate that we're, we, we have both of them back to back. Um, injury to Gary Dunn is a big is a big negative for us. Like he's gone for the season, as I said last week. And um, few players coming back. Liam Caddy will be back this week as well. I'll be he's in Austria enjoying himself at the moment because he's a teacher and he gets me turn break at breaks off. So little dig at the school teachers there. Um, but we'd be hopeful with C Point coming down that we can do something. We get something off them. For us in this division, our objective is to win as many of our home games as possible and pick up what we can on the road. That might seem like a negative way of looking at things, but you have to win your home games primarily. So, um, that could be putting out a strong team. Remains to be seen what players are in what positions. There's talk about a slight change at slight change in around half back. There's potential that we could see a new out half coming in with Jake McDonald moving into 12. Um, a guy that joined us there, a friend of Doc's came across in the UK to join us. His name is Jake Prattley. So he can play 9, 10, 12, 30, anywhere across the back line. But there's talk of him going to 10 and Jake going to 12 to try and get a little bit more, a little bit more, um, how would I say, go forward in the middle of the pitch because Jake's an incredibly strong carrier, but also an incredible 10. So we're kind of going to see how that experiment works. Um, Aid McDonald's going well. Look, everyone is going well. I just think it was probably an off day up in up in Monkstown two weeks ago, but this week is going to, is going to tell an awful lot about us. You know, we're we're still not safe in the league. We're still not going to win the league. Um, Ashburn are getting stronger. Dundalk are getting stronger. So, like, like we said last week, but one one win, you're top of the world. One loss, the whole place is scrambling for cover and scrambling. It's 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 um. Crisis time. So this week now is a big one that we, we, we just have to bounce back. So fingers crossed that, that, that we do. And fingers crossed that we get a seconds team out as well this week, which never seems to be an issue for home matches. The issue with seconds seems to be when we're on the road, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, just looking at Tullow, um, they were beaten last time out. Um, and they've lost to Wicklow and Kildare now at this stage. But they... Uh, up against Clondalkin this Sunday, so a bonus point win would go along with there. If well, if they can do that as well, um, but uh, they're out on Sunday for that. And uh, Johnny Tobin isn't here to tell us how they're getting on, but Clondalkin are sitting around bottom of the table as well. So Tolo, I suppose, be confident for for that one as well, especially with Clondalkin travelling down. Carlo, Tom, uh, you're on the bus with a fairly long journey, pointed in the in a northeasterly or northwesterly direction. Oh, Longford. Beautiful trip over there, yeah, absolutely. Nothing, nothing against Longford, beautiful county and everything, but uh, no, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, yeah, we have uh, no, we're, we're it's a good, good, good turnout and training for the last the last week, which is really good. Even with the week off, we had um, great numbers on the on the on the Tuesday and Friday, so um, we're. Fairly positive. Couple of couple of young lads starting to come through. We got a new player in just arrived in, Matthew Donovan. He's a a hooker. Played a little bit. Played in the north. Played Ulster Youth, and um, 
also played a bit with UCD 20s and uh, UCD J1. So he came in out of the blue and looks looks a decent enough player. So hopefully he'll start getting a run on. He'll get a run on the seconds this weekend. Um, couple of young lads pushing for places. Young Keen Clark came through from the 18s last year. He's a um, tight head prop, starting to put a bit of pressure on. Uh, no injuries this week. Everyone full full squad available at the moment, which would. Uh, yeah, you yeah, kind of. We'd hope to get a win. Like uh, if we're going to be there, it's not too often I'd be going going this time, and hopefully I won't eat my words. But we'd be fairly confident of trying to get the win. Get the winning line for this weekend. Um, I think the lads are training well. I think they're coming together. So. Uh, I really believe that if they just if they play as well as they can play, I I think they will win. After Whitlock, confidence must be high though. Even though you didn't win it, it was taken off you at the very end. But confidence must be high after that. As, well, after last after look, I said it last week. It, like when you come off a pitch at the end of it, and you your coach kind of says, "Look, lads, I'm actually happy." <laughs> you know, mm. after losing the game, whereas the week before we won and we got hit. Yeah, so, I mean. I think they're there, thereabouts. As I say, we have, we have, this over 30, it was over 30 that's training, you know, that's so good. you can't, can't turn it down. And there's a lot of young fellas coming through. Look, that inexperience in certain areas, but uh, I think our pack is starting to come, really starting to come together. Uh, if we could just get our line outs working is a, is a, is a slight problem, but we're getting, that'll come in time if we, if, as I say, if we can get those little, little details right this week. Which hopefully we will, and I know I was joking earlier on saying that uh, we're going to have to play on the carpet, but I think the four G pitch will actually suit us. If we play on the four G, I think it'll suit the backs. Um, so fing- fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah, there was nothing worse than going to Longford on a wet weekend because we just knew it was minus five or six points off from the get go because they loved they loved playing. It was a bog of a pitch. I played on it a few times. I hated playing up there, but they just seem to have it down to a tee. So, you know, they're used to the heavy ground as well. Whereas if and the the last time, yeah, the last time I went up, the we it was just before COVID, and we got beaten up there, and we should have won the game. But again, we got bogged down. Mm. Got bogged down in stupid areas again, and just you know, there were so many chances that if it was dry ground, we went. You know, our backs would our backs would have done a bit of damage, but. Uh, this time, I hope now, if we are playing on that 4G, we'll hope to have a, a better result. Mm, absolutely. Well, fingers crossed for, for three solid wins at the weekend anyway. Um, tough going in some cases, but sure we'll see how we go. The weather hasn't uh, been particularly great now the last couple of days, so so the pitches are going to be soggy. Well, bar the 4G, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what we're seeing now is underage games are being called or not called off yeah. underage trainings are being called off and stuff like that that's I think that's where the benefit of having the 4G pitches come in is that your underage teams can still stay training there's going to be no pitch issues for them like yeah, yeah. Uh, we were over yeah because we trained with the girls in Tullo every Monday and it is, it is great to just walk out you know yeah. walk out and, and, and play and come back off the pitch and you're not covering a muck and 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 the kids actually turn up for her because they know, if, you know, and even though the girls actually don't really like playing on the on the four G, they love training on. So it is a huge advantage to have, I say, for any club to have a a training a training area in four G would be huge huge benefit. But I don't know about playing it week in week out. That's the only 
Um, lads, a couple of Saudi squad selections named there during the week and everything, uh, but for the girls and boys, and a fair amount of local representation on it. Mm, brilliant. It was brilliant. I think well, we have 11 players between the two squads now. The under 17 game is just finishing there. I'm not sure the score of it, but mm-hmm. we had six players involved yesterday, plus another young fella, um, Zach, was injured. So, in order for that, we probably would have had seven. But, um, you know, I think I don't know if you were up at a time, but it was about 31 points to five win against the Midland for the Southeast. All six yeah. of our players got a run out. Dan Ring at scrum half scored two tries and three conversions. Jimmy O'Brien, number eight, got a try. So for us, kind of selfishly, we're happy that of the 31 points tally, that 21 of them came for Kilkenny men. Um, but you know, as we said, as Tom said, day one, we we'd hope that these guys go on and go to get representative honours. But who who are we developing players for for the clubs or for other clubs? So let's hope we can keep hold of them in our respective clubs. That, that when they're finished with their southeast or go on to Leinster Youth and they're finished with that, that they stick around and go to adult rugby with us. Yeah, well, that's uh, there's a huge uh, the IT in Carlo is actually a huge benefit to it, and I'd say to both clubs. Because if kids can get in, if we can get kids into, if the courses are there and they go to the IT, now and I'd say the Kenny probably the Kenny lads might have more of a chance because they might actually stay. In, well, they might stay stay in Carlo for a while, you know. But um, it's traveling somewhere other than home, whereas Carlo lads tend to don't want to be in still at home at Mammy. But with the way things are going with accommodation and all sorts in in the colleges, mm. and I think the likes of, the likes of the IT will do an awful lot do an awful lot better. Um, because we've noticed like a couple of the lads that are coming back this year that we've we have staying playing with us, they're all in the IT. They didn't get their courses anywhere. Didn't get their courses in other places, so um, they're back in the IT. They did apply, yes. but they're in the IT and they're back playing. You know, so if we can have those local lads sticking around, like we had, we didn't have it. Like we did have nobody on the. We had nobody actually on the under 18s but we had today. We had six. Six, uh, yeah, yeah. Ian yeah. Cashman in at six, Ty Grown in at eight, yeah. uh, Noah Cope at nine. I don't know where he got, didn't, definitely didn't get that from Zola. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Derek, you're going to be laughing at that one. Uh, we've been on the bench then with Jack Doyle, Killian Moore, another fantastic player, and Brian Broderick, another really good footballer mm. coming through, you know. So we'd be, ha- we'd be happy with that. The girls haven't really, the girls haven't for us haven't come through yet because we're only working on the, the, four, the 14s and 16s and from the car well the, the 16s are mainly Tullow um, so I think a couple of the girls are starting to come through from the older girls the older 16s will be coming through which is great and uh, hopefully next year then we might get a couple from Carlo come through into the into the 16s yeah who did we have today involved Donald, uh, Donald Kelly was hooker Sean Dunn was 7 James Hughes is 13 uh, Sean Roberts is on the bench. Mick Galway's young lad, Rory, is on the bench as well. So, you know, hopefully, li- like that, we actually had nobody involved with the girls. Alice Brennan, Mary and uh, Willie's daughter probably would have been only for she got split open there a couple of weeks ago. But um, it, 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 I think it's great to see so many local kids involved in the southeast. Between Kilkenny, Tullo, Carlo, we seem to be dominating this, those selections. Good to see Wexford picking up players for, for, for a few years. Wexford were weren't producing but this they seem to be again yeah well, actually we are producing on the uh, producing a serious amount of players up the line from uh, but they're not going back 
there's a lot of them in Dublin. Issue. They're all in Dublin. Because uh, I know uh, there's a good few gone to Clontarf, uh, Young Papa Wells, it lands down. Like any of their any of their good players are all. Mm. That's even the harder. I suppose just from just from location in the southeast is probably the hardest thing for 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 Wexford. It's mm, a long far, trip down. Yeah. Huh? yeah, like they're 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 an hour and ten from Watford. They're an hour from Carlow. They're an hour and twenty from Dublin. So longer. It's it is a long trip down. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So just, I think it's just lads move away and they don't come back. And am I right in saying that Buddy Murphy is somehow involved at Wexford as well? Or is he know. just Dennis Gordy? I think it's just Dennis Gordy. Was it? Because I remember years ago when I was coaching, I think his young fellow was playing for Wexford or something. I don't know. But... Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. Uh, he was managing Dennis Gordy, but they joined up at Wexford under 18s. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They joined joined together for, for under 18s. But they've joined together now, Dennis Gordy, as I think I said before, they've joined with the Wexford and Dennis Gordy joined for the, for the girls rugby. Mm. And I think for their, for their women as well. Yeah, actually, even after we finished up last week, as I said, Mick McGrath, he texted me and he was kind of, he, he was right in what he was saying. Like I said, he had a formula, but his point is, one of the things that he did say back to me was that uh, it's not a formula, it's just coaching teams based on the merits and where where he feels that they need to work. And that some players, it, it's back to the under-16, southeast and the under uh, and so forth, but some players will develop later than other players as well. Like So from our own perspective, we probably have six or 11 guys Involved between the two southeast teams over the last two days, but you know what? There could be another eight or nine or ten fellas there who will mature later, and fingers crossed, we can get them through as well. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's turn our attention to interprovincial. They played their last uh, URC matches last weekend, so they're gone into international camps now. So all the URC comes to a halt. So this is a bit unusual. Usually, we'd expect to see sort of weakened teams, uh, provincial teams going out to play uh, different uh, matches and continuing on the competition, but they're all on breaks now as well. Um, Leinster went over to Glasgow, did a, had a fairly good game against them, did the job. Uh, Connacht's win over Ulster was pretty impressive and Munster lost to Osprey. So a bit of a bit of a strange weekend. Wasn't expecting the Connacht result now. I didn't think that have it as easy, so to speak. One thing that's standing out to me with Connacht is their defence isn't brilliant. Their defence has been brilliant. Was, they were so frugal against Munster, were unfortunate to lose it. Mm-hmm. They were really frugal against Ulster last week as well. I think, um, you know, Colin Tucker's doing an incredible job with Connacht on defence. Your man Andy Farrell, his, or Andy, what's his name, Andy Friend, his philosophy seems to be coming through there as well. I think, I think Connacht could be, they already are a surprise package. And your man Mac Hansen is ripping it up. Jack Carty is playing brilliant. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think I, I I'm not surprised by what Connacht are doing. That Connacht beat Ulster last week, and that's saying a lot because Ulster have been going very well. Yeah. yeah, but look look at Ulster's game. When you actually look at the Ulster's games, they they haven't really played anyone as you know as such. Um, they had the Lions, they had um, who else? One of the Italian teams. Mm. Whereas, kind of kind of had it had a tough enough coming coming through, and especially yeah. like just barely losing to Munster. Um, when they should have won, they had to be in their bonnet and were ready. You know, they were they were going mm. up there, and the and wasn't and their intention of playing in the Aviva to get the crowd. <laughs> like it was a huge, huge move by them to move that to the Aviva. It was a big risk. Oh, yeah. Connacht made the call, was it? Yeah, I think it was Connacht yeah. made the call. Yeah, Connacht, Connacht gave up home advantage. 
yeah, yeah. It's their home fi- it's their home fixture it was but they red. reckon that they reckon that to be so many people trying to get to it that there would be so many people would lose out on tickets that they went to the Aviva Okay, that's interesting. And they did. They, they played really, really well. I mean, it's a great they, match. We said about Jack Carty and those, like they are, he is playing. He's definitely playing so well. I know he's not going to get his chance this time, Stephen, you were saying earlier on that uh, Andy Farrell said he'd get his chances once to look at Joey Carberry and that, but I don't know. Yeah, I think he's, on, I think he's on fire. Yeah, no, he is. He's, he's, he's in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, what? Uh, what's his name? Andy Farrell has said that yes, he he hasn't picked his squad entirely off form. He knows Jack Carty's doing well. He says he's been in contact with Jack Carty and he's talking to him. Um, but that the reason why he's not in the squad is because he wants to see how Byrne and Carberry go. Um, so it's, there's an experiment happening with Japan, Argentina, and the All Blacks now in a couple of weeks. So we'll have to wait and see how that one pans out. Um, see what the story is and then hopefully Jack might get a look in for the Six Nations if he uh, you know if he impresses I'd hope so he's solid like mm-hmm. you know, he is solid and his attack and play seems really good and he's a good ball carrier he's one thing that always strikes me about him is he's very calm on the ball he always seems calm and I always say that good out halves always seem to always seem calm and always seem to have time and he seems to have both of them lately yeah I think that only Dan McFarlane was too happy, though. He's, I think, his, his comments during the week, you know, that Ulster seem to fall at the big games. That they seem to fall under pressure when the when the, when that crunch game comes up. I mean, if you were to take their form, they're all in form. That young Noak is like flying. Everyone's talking about them, and then the pressure comes on, big game, and boom, they fall again. Yep. And they did the same against Leinster so last last season as well. I don't know. Yeah. And then they say that Connacht usually get it get it up or, or you know up at a couple of percent for the interprovincial uh, matches uh, you know against the Leinsters and the Munsters and that they always seem to ratchet it up a gear or two um, as well. But no, Connacht were full value for that win now uh, at the weekend. It was impressive stuff. Now, in fairness to them, um, Munster are chronic. chronic. Yeah, Munster, Munster were bad, and this oh. like you said is off the back of the the game that they probably should have lost to Connacht. Um, what I'm starting to see is some of the same sort of patterns of last year begin to creep in, even with stronger squads out as well, which is a bit worrying. They were absolutely... Uh, brutal. It, it was so hard to watch. It was absolutely... Uh, it was just... Because the players that were on the pitch, like they had... Um, young, what you call him, was out half... Um, Crowley. Young Crowley. Jeff Crowley, I mean... He didn't play. He didn't play badly. No, but I think he did well. But the whole team, like it was doing these up and unders, uh, box kicking, box kicking, uh, one-dimensional rugby, um, back to square. I mean, Ospreys hadn't even a foot. They were missing so many players. I know they were up for it, but it, like it was, uh, it was a car crash because everything yeah. went wrong. Uh, first one was Jack Redonna, who asked me talking about who you know last week replacing Peter Mahoney and maybe getting a chance for the Irish club because he he ha, he's with his leadership and his 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 line out ability and stuff. Jesus like he the first ball he took into contact was ripped out of his hands. Mm. Uh Ty Byrne the same went to ground got ball ripped out of his hands. Everything, no matter what they did, it was a car crash. So yeah. uh, like they seriously going to have to um, something has to be looked at because 
you have a decent squad there for the first time in a long time. There's young kids coming through, and and it is just, and it's not that, and it's not that even looking at Leinster, saying that Leinster are the perfect thing, or you know, are 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 the clean machine that they normally are. I mean, they have their faults at the moment, but they're just yeah. so so. They play such a different game. They're offloading on Friday night. It was just everything. Their whole mm. way they played was 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 so good. And so enjoyable to watch. Mm. Whereas yeah. it was like it really was. It was just so hard to watch. Yeah, it was taken aback by that monster game, and the, the scrum wasn't great. It just all over the park. Um, and okay. that box kicking thing drives me crazy. Even bringing on. Well, it's not often, yeah, but it's not too often to turn and when you're watching the Premiership, Premiership rugby over the weekend and looking at the highlights and looking at the scores and the games, the way that they're playing. Mm. Normally, English rugby was bo- a lot of it was boring, and Saracens would be just taking it up and you know big packs and so on. But the scores that were got over the weekend on the on the English Premiership was absolutely fantastic. The really, Sam really, got a score there was out of this world. Ah, yeah. But uh, there was uh, who was it? Harlequins got one just out, uh, got a little offload right before the line. Right? Oh, it's, Tom Brandt again it came in, yeah. just a little hand up. Uh, winger jumped in in the corner. Um, I don't know how many good tries there were over the weekend, but when you watch, like, the then you have Leinster and you have like, I mean, the Ulster Connacht game was quite good, but then you watch just that chronic. I watched La Rochelle and Toulon on Sunday evening. Um, Toulon, Toulon are falling asunder now. They're fifteen. They're fifteen injuries. But one of the things is that um, James Coughlin is now head coach or temporary yeah, head coach yeah, in Toulon. Yeah, I've seen that. And Rogers, Rod, like I mean, it's just I actually went looking like the amount of Irish coaches. Like we spoke about Flannery and Felix Jones previously, and you know you have Rogara there now. You have Noel McNamara. You have um, Mark McCall. The Irish coaches are doing very well around Europe. And Mike Prendergast there somewhere too. Was Prendergast he? with Racing, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's, yeah. it's unbelievable to 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 see. What hey, boy, what did O'Gara get uh, in trouble? Uh, I think for? he, I think he, he might have, he might have had words in the referee uh, in the ear of a fourth official or something. They didn't, they didn't quite say on the report I read last week, but they said that he has had a disciplinary hearing for an altercation with the fourth <laughs> official. <laughs> yeah, so, he, no, he's allowed. He's. Uh, He's he's on he's allowed on the sideline this week. He's allowed yeah. to get, he's allowed to be there this yeah. week. But I I didn't I didn't see what it was for. Like I saw the I watched some of the the highlights of the game, but I didn't hear just just yeah. saw that he was in a bit of bother. He's a, I wouldn't say he's the sort of fellow that keeps his um, holds his counsel very well <laughs> on the sideline. You know, he was also inducted into the Rugby Hall of Fame, wasn't he, this week or was that? Am I behind the trend there or something like that? IRB Hall of Fame O'Gara has been inducted into it, I think. I never heard. In here. No, I thought I heard, heard. I'd heard that. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Bit of bit of a legend. <laughs> um the other yeah, there's um yeah, just um we won't get to see the provinces out for a couple of weeks now, obviously with the international stuff on as well, but uh yeah, you'd hope that uh, a couple of things be turned around, especially Munster, from Munster's point of view, because I think they're going into the Champions Cup then pretty much nearly straight away after that, and uh, it's held for letter then into Christmas, um, into December, it'll be back-to-back, um, so you don't really have time to 
try stuff out. Like that's why these games during the international window were good. You could try out a couple of lads and get that's them a it. couple of games, and that you know that's what I feel is going to be missing big time, especially with when it comes to Europe. Like you look at Kieran Frawley, like he's ripping it up at the moment. But like he's on the scene. He's probably into his third season with Leinster, or third proper season with Leinster. But like it was these international breaks that gave players like him the shot. They're not going to get it now, and I. I don't necessarily agree with it myself that there's that 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 the URC stops because of the autumn internationals are happening. I think I think it's silly myself. Well, it's destroy. It's yeah. Either send the South Africans home and let them play. Let's play their own uh, interpros. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Play their own interpros if you want to call it that. Let yeah. them play each other down there and let let the let the northern hemisphere then just play just play the way we are because like. Whatever about Le- Leinster will play their players. Connacht have no choice because they have only X amount on their squad, so they're only going to play uh, a similar. And Ulster probably having a massive squad, but will play will play a couple of young fellas. And Leinster pro- probably the only province out of this will actually play, would have actually played like they would have played so many players during this break. But coming back in, if if. Because of this, then there's going to be players in Munster definitely won't get a chance. Mm. There's players in Connacht, uh, won't the couple of players probably won't get a chance. And again, the same with Ulster. Yeah, one of you fellas mentioned bringing back the Ireland A team. Um, it was one of our conversations recently. It 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 came up in conversation online. I seen it the other day, and um, because of this whole thing, exactly mm. what you said. Um, the real case for it, isn't there? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you know, I I absolutely think so. I mean, there's. Wouldn't it be better for Jack Carthy to be involved in an Irish A team over the next three, four weeks instead mm-hmm. of sitting up, going train and playing playing matches over the next three or four weeks in an Irish A team instead of sitting up in Galway, not getting any game time, where he can actually get exposure, albeit not at not at out and out international, but at A level, to actually show what he can do and prove to Andy Farrell that yep, look at him, call me in here, I'm I'm ready, which we all know he is, but you know. Uh, I think there's a case for it, um, personally. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and Doak and all these fellas as exactly. well, just to, to keep her lit, like keep the fires lit mm. and uh, keep these players ticking over as well. I used to enjoy the A games. I used yeah. to, like I think I said before, I used to, went up to Tala to watch a couple of them, interviewed Ian Dowling and Johnny Murphy and those fellas when they were getting runs out. Fergus McFadden got a run out with them as well, I think, that time before he made his senior international uh, debut and that, but it was great to see those players like go out, throw on the Irish jersey, and go, Okay, let's see who we've got. Yeah, yeah but there's so many ways to watch it now. I mean, if those games they could have played Ireland, they put it online and like if you streamed it live, the same as the way they did Leinster Cup, the Junior Cup, and stuff like that. Um, like if you have that, that being played on a, on a Friday evening before the Autumn Internationals, I mean, you could have three games there. Uh, like yeah. even if you can't get, if you can't get, uh, if if Japan don't have an A team or Argentina don't have an A team, I'm sure there's other A teams around that would come and played. Mm. Even Scottish even ones or Welsh. Yeah. yeah. Just just had a few games, and we would have. I mean, you know yourself. You like going to. You, the reason you go to the what Pro 14 for <laughs> now. If you're going to, if you're going to those games, you went to see the younger players coming through. It didn't matter what province you were watching, you were always looking out to see, oh, look at this young fella. He's, you know, he might have played Irish 20s or whatever, and he's, get, he's getting a run out mm-hmm. with Leinster or, or Connacht or Munster or whatever. 
Like you got to see those lads. Like I remember going to see Conor Murray's first game for months. Yeah. You know, mm. and, and it was kind of who is this fella coming? Through? It was against Australia. Mm. Like it was a fantastic, a fantastic thing to see. And all of a sudden, then he's the Irish scrum half. Yeah. Some of the so many players that you could that we've seen play at different levels. Yeah, well, the Johnny, other side is yeah. the other side could be let them back to the AIL and let them play AIL rugby. Yeah, you had mentioned that, yeah. That'd bring up the profile of that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You know, now, you don't watch AIL, like AIL is kind of gone, isn't it? For most from, well, if you're not involved in it, mm. you don't think about it. No. No. I remember it used to be on telly on a Saturday. I remember seeing Cork Constitution playing yeah. De La Salle Palmerstown on the telly one Saturday evening in the 90s. It was brilliant. Yeah. Like, but it's gone. Yeah, but you see, there's something else that needs to be brought up, and, and it's back to the streaming service. If you have streaming services, why the hell those games can't be shown? Because I would love when there's, when there's nothing else on to watch and see what's, see what's coming through. I mean, you're, everyone's saying about AIL's gone, but sure, AIL's gone because we can't see it anymore. Can't see it. Exactly. Yeah. But I'd love to see. I'd love to. I'd love to see Clontarf and Shannon or Lansdowne and Gary Owen hammering off each other. Like, I mean, those are the games that you used to love on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You used to love watching on a Saturday as young fella. You know. Yeah. RT touched on it a couple of years ago. They showed a couple of the cup games and right, bits and pieces and, and, that. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but they only they only dabbled into it and left it again. You know, it needs a mm. solid marketing plan. You know, there's no, no point in just talking about it. I suppose they need to like or come up with a streaming package or something, as you said, Tom. Just just a plan. Just well, you saw it like yeah. for the what you call it, all the Super Rugby games were all were all streamed. They were mm-hmm. all through rugby, whatever it is, rugby level, whatever the one, the, whatever the one was. Um, rugby pass during, or something. Rugby pass, that's it, rugby pass during the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was great value. Like, I paid the 30 euro and watched all the super rugby. You know, just something, something to just something to watch. And and if we had something similar in, in, in Ireland, that you had a website there done up with all the different clubs that you could go watch the games on it and pay 30 euro a season. I'm sure mm. a lot of people will pay that 30 euro just to cover the cost of it. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. Lads, we're coming towards the end of the, the podcast. We'll probably wrap it up there. Um, best of luck with your matches at the weekend. And Tolo, of course, in Johnny's absence. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, uh, he's texting there now at the moment. He told us to fire ahead. He, he told us to fire ahead without him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes in and counting that's, it. that's the group um, that's it no looking forward now to the international matches in a couple of weeks and uh, but as, yeah like you said Tom and lads it's an awful pity that there's nothing filling that gap in between like oh, obviously yeah. your own clubs to keep us busy and stuff but when it comes to stuff on the telly and that there's just a bit of a gap yeah, yeah. something know, to be discussed have, like you could still have the same you could have uh you could still have the same for Towns Cup, you know, for Towns Cup finals and stuff like that on the same website. Someone would just come up with it. There you go. Somebody wants to get a website together and make money. Yeah, well, maybe the Lancer Branch, someone should do it anyway to have a, a website for it. And Absolutely. Right one of the things, Tom, you're probably down to Southeast meeting, but I think one of the things that we're all clubs really working on now is to try and get more referees involved. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a major issue. I think Munster put it out very well last week that what they had two hundred games in the province, and I think they only have what seventy five or eighty referees in a weekend. Ooh. You know, it's going yeah, to be and, it's going to be a big issue. We are we are one of the we're the southeast is one southeast of the best. Of the worst. Or the, one of the best, sorry, yeah. We're having referees, um, 
Like I see, we had a young fella there, uh, just started refereeing. He's just an affiliate ref, but he refereed the girls um, against the tie. And geez, he was brilliant. Mm. And I said to him after the game, like, you know, you should definitely do it full time because, you know, we're lacking in, lacking in referees and especially young, young referees. So mm. hopefully, and the women are great. The women that are, are refereeing, if you watched any of the women that are refereeing any, any any of the, the what you call them, the URC games, um, they are uh, they're really really good. So, mm-hmm. yep. So I just had to mention it just to see if anyone listening who was involved in the game and had to give up playing and wants to get back involved, it could be a good way for people to get back involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Good one. Good one, James. Thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. Tom. Lads, I wasn't pleasure. even at the southeast meeting time when I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> we just get Johnny on board back again because that's it. I wonder if we get him refereeing as well. Oh, okay, Dad. Johnny, I'm afraid that'll be a last call. <laughs> anyway, lads, great talking to you. Take care. Talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks for that, lads. Tom Crowley and James Blanchfield. <laughs>